Welcome to Podcast 2187. Enjoy the show. And don't forget to submit your blaster for inspection. With Mark? His name is Mark. He is Mark. Correct. I'm still alive. That's good. Yeah. I am happy to hear that. I would be very concerned and alarmed if I didn't hear that. The, the, the Wuhan virus is on all three uh, sections of the uh, country. <laughs> um, you heard me start talking about it first here on Podcast 287. Now it's here. So, there you go. All right. It's not even over yet. It's not even over yet. Did you, you stock up, like, Sam? You sound like Leia. Did you stock up? On face masks? No. <laughs> dude, dude, at my work, people were stocking up water. Uh, oh, I, I've seen articles about that. You name it, man. It, it hasn't stopped. I stocked up. Man, it's not a ton. I got a little extra water in case I'm here because I don't really particularly like tap water. And, uh, so, so here's the thing. This is a discussion I recently had with somebody where I work about the differences between, you know, like when people say tap water, they can still mean entirely different things because tap water in a town or a city is entirely different from somebody who has tap water, which is on a well, right? Well, uh, yes and no. So like when I grew up, I grew up in a, I grew up in a town. It wasn't really a town, actually. It's a city. So, mm-hmm. so Lakewood, California was a suburb of, Long Beach, which is technically kind of a suburb of Los Angeles and so on and so on and so on. So Lakewood had its own water district and everything in town uh, was from wells that were tapped deep into the city. Now it came into your house, you know, normal, but there were wells and my brother was one of the guys who worked on them. Um, but it was really good water. Like the water always came out cold. They put a little fluoride in it. It was fantastic. See, see, that, but okay. All right, go on. <laughs> Uh, and then, you know, you go to, uh, like, at the same time, I'd go down to see my grandparents in San Diego, and the water that they had tasted dusty, kind of tasted dirty, and I hated drinking their tap water. Uh-huh. So, tap water here in Garden Grove, eh, it's not bad, but I'm just so accustomed now to just drinking, you know, bottled water that, uh, you know, if I have to drink tap water, I would, but... See, so here's know. the thing, um... We were talking about this because where I work, the water that we use, um, if you like fill up a coffee pot, for example, to start making coffee, um, it looks like a silvery white at okay. first because of all the chemicals and, and fluoride and all this kind of stuff in it until it settles down. No, it's not. That's not what it is. It's it's uh, the oxygen in the water. N- well, no, there is that, but there is also like because we've talked about town people with it and stuff. It is partly the chemicals. Oh, you talking about the film that. at the top? Uh, that I don't kind, know. That kind of sheen <laughs> at the top that 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 looks like. I know. I think I know what you're talking about. It's, it's, not, mean, the one it, that, it's not the one that makes it all cloudy. It's the one that kind of it. It's strictly towards the top for a little bit. Uh, largely, yeah. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. Okay. So well, so there's anyway. That's that's why we're talking about it, and because where I uh, grew up was a place that was on a well specifically to that property. Nobody else was using this well other than the people who lived in this house on this property. And so there was no fluoride or anything. It was just like natural spring water. And that was just like next level amazing. Like no other type of water can touch that. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, the, the I... next best thing is bottled water after that. <laughs> Like I've, I've had it to where I, you know, my, probably my favorite, probably my favorite water in the world is is my home where I grew up mm-hmm. from the front yard hose. That, that makes sense. That was the best water. Yeah. But I've had ones where I was, I, this was really crazy. I was hiking uh, one day around the lake and I literally came, uh, to a spot that there was water shooting out of the ground. <laughs> like straight up, right? Mm-hmm. Not too high, like a foot. Yeah. And it, and it looked and it, it was bubbling up, and I'm like, this has to probably be the greatest water ever. <laughs> and so I drank it. And it was amazing. Nice. And I've ha- I've had like, you know, spring water like that where you see it coming out of the mountain and you're like, okay, I'm gonna take a chance. And it's good. Nice. I, I like. I'm happy to hear that. 
But then I've also drank out of a river before I knew any better, and I had the worst case of Giardia ever. Oh, not good. Yeah, it was horrible. We didn't know. So one time I was on a, on a hike um, slash camp out trip when I, I don't know, I was probably like 13 at the time or something like that. And uh, a couple of friends I had who had been there before, they're like, you know, there's this great spot up this mountain here on the side. Um, and there is like a natural spring up there. And it's, it's one of those things where like it's perfectly clear and you can actually drink from it without filtering, blah, 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 blah. So I was like, OK, cool. So they're like, you got to go up there and check it out. So we did. It was one heck of a hike. Like We were already hiking, right? And then you had to go up this extra like whole mountain to get there. Um, but when we did, again, it was super worth it because it was like it was that perfect temperature of cool where you wouldn't say it is cold, but it's definitely like chilled, natural, cool, you know, um, great, great taste because water doesn't really have a taste, but this had like that natural like mineral element to it. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was so good. And I will be completely honest right now. I had no idea we were going to spend the first few minutes of our podcast talking about water. Because because water, look, uh, there is, so there is like, um, we have this company. It used to be really good. It was called Arrowhead. And that was, like, I went to Sam's Club and the water was blown out. All the water was bought except for Arrowhead. There was still maybe like, 40 cases of water and there's no cases of any other water. It's because people just don't like it. Yeah. It's not the way it, it, there is a taste. Like I don't prefer, I don't particularly like Evian water. Do you prefer what do you like Evian water? I don't know if I've had that. I'm not a fan of that. It's supposedly from some French Parisian spring or something. I don't like it. I think it's too flat. I like the stuff with a, with a hard mineral taste. Uh huh. I love water. You know what, what was big out here for a while was like the Fiji water. Oh yeah, Fiji's pretty good. And Smart Water. I think those are the two most common ones I see. Yeah. Now it's all do they have electrolytes and I don't even know if electrolytes matter or not. Like well, what, I'll be what's honest, your favorite local water. Well, like, well, I haven't seen or I haven't had Smart Water before. I've I've seen it around, but I've never actually had it. No. No. I had I mean, caffeine water I? the other day. No, not really. It's not. Wait, you say caffeine water? Yeah, it's water with caffeine added. Okay, that's too far. Not really. Well, I guess. Uh, Maybe. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I get the idea, I guess. But, like, come on. If you're going to go for caffeine, just go for something that's ca- like coffee. I mean, is it going to kill you to have flavored water anyway with caffeine in it? No, it's not. Unless you're allergic. So, do, do go for coffee. I didn't know this would be your, like, you know, water room. You're, you're, like, angry over it. <laughs> Hey, you know, give me long enough. I can get angry over anything if you just give me time. Well, not angry. I can take a position on anything if you just give me enough time. When's the last time you got truly angry? Uh, I don't know. It's been a long time. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm way too chill. I'm just not an angry person. You should be. You know, it did just occur to me, though. We did not wait 30 seconds to start talking like we normally do because of that like glitch. It's kind of perfect, actually, because... Um... You know, we weren't talking about Star Wars anyways. I mean, that Hi, is true. I'm, I'm Mark. Yeah. <laughs> In case you missed that part, I hope it's there. But if you missed it, hi, I'm Tim. Yeah. Nice yeah, to meet you cool. again. So, okay. That was me clapping. What we're going to do is we're going to talk about some stuff, some of which includes Star Wars. Um, the first thing, you know what? Why not? I'm just going to throw it out there. It's not Star Wars. We have the name for Jurassic World 3. That was exciting. I'm happy about that. Did you hear about that? I did hear about that. It is called... I should not say it is called, but like the, the subtitle, like, you know, Fallen Kingdom was the last one, right? This one is... Imagine a drum roll in your head. Dominion. Which is pretty cool. It makes sense, given the context of what happened in Fallen Kingdom, right? And especially as a follow-up. You go from Fallen Kingdom to Dominion. That's an interesting title transition that makes sense from one to the other. It does, in a sense, because it's very religious. Ooh, you can take it that way. I hadn't thought about it. Well, the, isn't there part of the you know kingdom always like you know obviously kingdom of God or 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 it's the kingdom, but then dominion isn't that part of? You can make me go through my Old Testament, but uh, <laughs> but he gave man dominion over the the animals and all that. Yeah, that is true. I hadn't yeah, thought about yeah. it that way. 
So this is maybe the animals having dominion over man. I don't know. And see, now you're making me think back to um, Jeff Goldblum's line about, was it God creates man? No, God creates dinosaur. God destroys dinosaurs. God creates man. Man destroys God. Man creates dinosaurs. I love dinosaurs. Speaking Dino- of dinosaurs. I was going to say, dinosaurs are really good. I don't think we're the only ones who think that, though. I think a lot of no. people think dinosaurs are great. Like who? Like people at Lucasfilm. Really? In what context? Well, you know, I, I feel like they're trying to expand what Star Wars includes and kind of take us to new ways of looking at Star Wars. I think there are, are a few different ways that they can do that. But one of them is through Star Wars wishes. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> no. <laughs> so, uh, if anybody me. was paying attention to the announcement of the uh, Project Luminous or the High Republic, um, we have some images of, of what the creative minds behind this have been working on, uh, whether that's like concept art of Yoda that we've seen or, oh, yeah. or even just like actual like whiteboards of information on them. And that's one of the things I'm oh, referring yeah. to. They have uh, three columns on one in particular. It's labeled Fiction, Star Wars with a Heart, and Star Wars Wishes. Now, these are things that I think they're, uh, they want to combine these three things because fiction, they want to make sure that they're still living in what qualifies as good quality fiction because they have uh, characteristics and attributes underneath that make for good fiction. Star Wars, <clears throat> same thing. They have a bunch of lists of things underneath that, like bullet points of what helps to make Star Wars Star Wars on a conceptual level. And then finally, they have Star Wars Wishes, which is a bunch of things that I think these uh, creative minds were excited about and excited to use. And uh, they wrote those out as well. So we'll get through a couple of things that are noteworthy. But the reason we're saying this is because under Star Wars Wishes is dinosaurs. 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 Now, would we consider a Rancor a dinosaur? No. No. What about a, <laughs> I mean, what about a, what about a Zillow beast? I uh, I mean, you could, I guess. Listen, they're not going to look like, you know, a T-Rex. Right. You never know, maybe it will. I I was more likely to consider a uh uh reek, I guess, almost like a Quasi Triceratops or something, maybe. Okay. I know. I know it's more like a rhino, but I'm trying here. Like, like, would you consider um, the Trendosians dinosaurs? No, I mean they're they're more, way more reptilian than dinosaur. Dinosaurs are reptilian. I mean, uh. yeah, but lizards aren't dinosaurs. Say what? Lizards aren't dinosaurs. Like, human DNA is, what, 60% the same as a banana tree or something like that? What are, what are you What are you smoking? What is this? That's a fact. Okay, we're looking this up. We, we have the same DNA as a friggin' banana tree? Not the same, but it's like 60%. Hold on, hold on. How the hell do we have 60%? Look, I just saw my DNA, and most of my DNA is European. Thank you. I'm not banana tree. Am I 80, 80% just, like, white? I'm like whiter than white. So according to this, it says that humans share fifty percent of their genes with a banana. Oh, can I curse? Because I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand this. What is this? What is this? What is this? Uh, what? Is this? Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> hey, I don't know. I didn't, I'm not. I'm not the science guy. I'm not Bill Nye. I'm just uh, bringing up the Google. Jesus, a banana. I don't want to be. We share fifty percent of our. What is this with a banana? Do people and bananas really share fifty percent of the same DNA? Is this true? We're Snopes. Whoa, whoa, whoa! What's this? This is about even more similarities. Uh. Wow. Does everybody share? I don't. Know, this is got way more complicated. Like this is way sciency. I don't want to be a banana. Yeah, no, I don't think it means that. Let's see. Basically, just it says, says we're all relatives. 
Well, it says that the fruit fly shares about 60% of its DNA with humans. We share 85% DNA with a mouse. Yeah. You know, so that's different. We're all, come on. That's just ridiculous. Oh, wait, see, now this one, okay, this is a little bit more of what I said. I said 60% before, and that's what this says. Uh, what plant do we share the most DNA with is the question. And getscience.com says the banana, because we are more than 60% identical. Okay. How do we get from dinosaurs to, to bananas? Um, that's a good know. question. <laughs> uh, so dinosaurs, uh, Star Wars. Um, we might we be getting talk, them. We also talk about uh, different clients. Oh, lizards, transitions, transitions, and lizards, lizards, dinosaurs. Boom. They they also talk about wanting to have different houses and different clans. Of, uh, yeah. Well, I have it up here. I, I can I can read through the Star Wars wishes that they oh, okay, have. Go ahead. Number one is High Republic. Number two, okay, well. Relic Hunters. All right. Three is University, which I think would apply more to like the Jedi, right? Yeah. Most likely. Uh, well, unless, no, unless they decide to go, unless they decide to go into like uh, a straight Harry Potter rip. You know, and have like young yeah. kids go in, and they're in different houses at a, at a Jedi University. Uh, let's see. Next, they have dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> and then representation slash diversity. Now, here's the one that's interesting to me. Um, it looks to me, I know it doesn't. It looks like it says Aquaman Legends. I'm thinking it might say Anti-Human Legends, maybe. Send me the picture. Where, where's this picture at? Aardvark Legend. No, that's not it. Send it to me. Where's it? Where'd you find it? Uh, uh, hold on. I can, I can DM it to you on Twitter. Like a, yeah, do, uh, do it the image so itself. I can, so I can try and look at it. Uh, oh, I'm logged I'm, into I'm, the I'm, podcast account, so it'll be coming from there. I'm really, uh, I'm really excited about it. I, I wasn't initially, but then I started thinking about it, and I'm really into it. There, should have just sent it to you from the podcast account. Yeah, oops, that's that one before. Here, go ahead. Uh, oh, it says Arthurian Legends. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. Uh, next is what you were talking about, where it says Rival Houses. Yes. Pretty cool. I, I like that. Uh, and kind of similar underneath, I mean, not quite, but kind of. Underneath that, we have Sith Empire. Mm-hmm. Underneath that, we have Chaos Agents. Yes. Finally. It, oh, boo, I just pulled it up. I made it bigger. It's, you can easily read it now. I was trying to read it as like a, like a not a thumbnail, but a smaller version. Um, and then finally is Splinter Group Force Users, which is really cool because we haven't dived into that really in, or dove or whatever, into the, that in any of the movies. Um, of course, everybody knows about the stories with the gray Jedi and blah, blah, blah. Um, but with movies so far, it's been the Jedi and the Sith slash bad guys who weren't Sith yet looking at you, Kylo. Um, so otherwise, that, that's it. So having any third faction, like, like bounty hunters who can use the force kind of thing, I think that's great. Well, yeah. And, and again, like you, you and I have talked about many times, uh, Jedi's religion Sith's the religion, right? You know, just looking at the comics that have come out recently, especially with the uh, that Rise of Kylo Ren comics. Yes, I forget what the I forget what the the Knights of Ren call it, but they refer to the the darker side of the Force as something else. And and so I certainly imagine you know Ahsoka's not a Jedi, even though she uses lightsabers, right. You know, and and neither is uh, Maz is not a Jedi, but she's tapped into the Force. And who's right. that damn? Who's that one guy from Rebels? That real big, like you know, soul um, looking guy. Yeah, uh, Ben uh, Bendu. Bendu, he's not. You know, and neither are the uh, the Wills. When you see them in the Yoda arc. Well, what's it? Yeah, but like, the thing that's interesting is that they we have these Force users, but they aren't qualified under any type of faction so for this to say splinter group force users like splinter group 
kind of makes me think they're almost like a separate faction or, or like a, a grouping that have a similar ideology that just don't, they don't fall under any of the two established ones yet. Other than just like so individual people who can use the force. Like, are you suggesting like um, if they're if the Jedi are the Catholics, then what is it? The Protestants, let's say. Yeah, uh, kind of like that. Or even like I said, if it's just a, a group of bounty hunters who have developed their own uh, code about the Force well, that sure, they follow. But but that's anybody. That's the Night Sisters. The Night Sisters might even be using the Force, but they just call it. Well, that's true. I mean, that, 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 you, yeah, I can see that. But even so, that's not in the movie yet. But I guess this isn't no. either. Come to think of it. Yeah, but this was Night Sisters was actually in you know animation, so most thing the movies we got besides you know, true which come to think of it that's another thing i haven't really thought about much yet jason was talking about the next movies uh being based off of this high republic era um everything that yeah. they said so far is that these are not relating to movies yet they might have plans down the road for that but i don't know he might have he might have had it wrong uh and i honestly don't know because at one point other people were even saying that this is going to spawn into video games this was the next big thing. Um, right. But I, Matt Martin uh, from the Lucasfilm Story Group was asked a question and responded. Essentially, what happened was was that this came from the publishing arm of you know Lucasfilm. Or they basically said, hey, look, can we have this area? Or can we do this thing? And so I was like, I sure go with it. I mean, really, 200 years before Phantom Menace is is not what anybody was looking forward to. Right. You know, and so they pretty much have carte blanche to kind of do what they want, you know? Yeah. And obviously, they can't mess with this and they can't mess with that, but anything else is open. So it really gives them, you know, the opportunity to be crazy. And it looks like we're getting a lot of cool stuff with it. And then, and then what Matt Martin said was, even though this is from the publishing arm and they're the ones starting it, um, anyone else is is more than welcome to, if they want to develop something, you know, in other media, with it, they can. Right. But this was strictly, you know, this was strictly a publishing sort of idea. Because, because really, where are you gonna, if you start to think about it, where are you gonna go with publishing right now? Uh, I, I don't know. I, we don't really know if uh, if after Rise of Skywalker is off limits, right? Which kind of leaves you know. It, it looks like it looks like the comic books are taking care of filling in the gaps between you know certainly right now filling in the gaps between Empire and Return of the Jedi, and they're also filling in some of the gaps you know between Jedi and uh, and. Um, you know, episode seven. Yeah. But what else are you going to do? I mean, you, there's only so many Alphabet Squadron movies you could do, or so many Padme novels, or so many Thrawn novels. Eventually, you're going to have to kind of have something new to get people interested. So I think this is a really good idea. Yeah, and, and I think it's a great way to build a foundation for this era without having to be confined to a story of two hours with a movie kind of thing. Because it, it also looks like, you know, it, it looks like they're not going with it. They, they said, one of the other things they said in that whiteboard you're talking about is no main character. Right. So so it's not about, you know, the Skywalkers or it's not about this guy. There There's a bunch of, you know, supporting characters, let's say. Um, mm -hmm. And if they do use Yoda, I imagine they'll use it sparingly. Mm -hmm. uh, but what would be cool, though, is if somebody comes along and says, you know what, I could do a really cool animated show about Yoda in this era. Or I could do yeah. a cool live action show. But, you know, I like that they're not tying down some of the bigger characters. Because Chewbacca would be alive during this time too, right? Uh, somebody did the math on that, and I think they said no. Oh, no? Uh, I don't remember for sure. But, I mean, of course, Maz is. Um, oh, yeah. I... I I, s I thought somebody said Chewie was not yet, but not that long after or something like that. I didn't do the math myself, but uh, I, I do want to run through the other things on this list real quick. Um, so just so we can understand the, the mind frame that these people have. Uh, 
under the Star Wars tab, they say not pro-war, which is funny because if you think about the title, you would think it is. But the, it, it is true. You know, the, the series is largely about ending slash not getting into a conflict if you can't help it. But um, then they have droids, scope, mythic, space and lightsaber battles. No single main character, as you pointed out. The Force and Complicated Monsters. I don't know what that means. (laughs) And under fiction, the types of framework that they have for what would make a good piece of fiction, a good work, is authentically lived in, which I think is also something you could put under the Star Wars tab, too. Um, Surprise, diversity, actual ending, feelings, relatable characters, sweeping slash epic, and humor. I, mean, I think that's pretty good context to have to create something new. You're weird on some of that stuff, though. <laughs> it, 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 not pro war. Is Star Wars pro war? Give me, give me an example of something that's pro war, just so I know. Well, I, I wouldn't define it as pro war, but I would no, say anything. Is there well, anything I, in popular culture that you would say? No, no, that's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. I wouldn't define this as pro war, but I would feel something like Mad Max. We wouldn't say it's not pro war, so. I don't know, maybe something like that. But that would fall under Star that that Star Wars. Star Wars is not pro war, it's not anti war. It's just, you know, they have to fight because, you know, someone has someone well, I, I, I think th- I think that's the spirit of what they're saying though. It's just that there are gonna be characters in here who are actively like like not pacifists, but people who are just trying to limit and stop this and not get engaged in I must win. You know, like almost like Padme in Revenge of the Sith. I think they're trying to have that element to it. Okay. I mean, that's how I took it. You gonna buy any of it? Um, possibly. I, I don't know. I mean, it's way too early to know. I'm interested. Um, now, but you know, I, I've been interested. Like, what was that? Uh, the Dooku. Uh, the Dooku. Look? Yeah. How yeah. Was that? Get it? Yeah. No, it, it like it got really good reviews, and I was really interested in it, and I still haven't read it or listened to it or anything. It's supposed to be good. Now, one of the other things that they that they showed in that thing was other, um, what is it? Other licensees who are working with them, and two of those licensees yes. st- stood out to me because I'm a certain type of geek. One in but, particular stood out to me, so we'll see if it's one of yours. Well, one of them is Abrams. Okay. And one of them is DK. Yeah, that's not the one that stood out to me. It's not? Nope. Okay, well, let me tell you why Abrams stands out to me. Okay. Abrams does the concept art books. The art yes. of, you know. And so the idea that, you know, because some of this, a lot of this concept art was done by, you know, Dermot Power, some of the bigger names. You know, it even, would be really cool. Even Ian McCaig for a little bit. Yes, it would be cool to see all that stuff. You yeah. Know, eventually in a concept art book. And the other one is, is DK does this really cool, you know, uh, visual dictionaries. And so it would be nice seeing little pictures of every character, you know, uh, and little bios perhaps on these characters and a little bit more insight into the world rather than it just be, you know, figured out. So I, I enjoy those little minutiae. The one that I thought was most interesting was Viz Media being one of them. Oh, it's anime, isn't it? It is. Well, uh, mainly, I think it's manga or manga, however you say it. Um, but yeah, like we have the uh, uh, graphic novels or, or comic books that Marvel's been doing with them, um, which we already know about. But I thought that was interesting. Because, yeah, they came up. And I just, to um, read, this is the quick description on Wikipedia of what they are for anybody who's not familiar. It says, Viz Media is an American uh, manga producer, publisher anime distributor and entertainment company headquartered in San Francisco. Um, but like I said, they are primarily known for bringing like their website, I think has anime you can watch uh, on their websites and uh, read and all this kind of stuff. So that's what they're known for. Um, so I thought that was really interesting to see that. Cause I would not ever expect them to be associated with star Wars. So I, I think that's kind of cool. Um, I'm curious to see where that goes. Yeah, I am too. Because like when they announced Resistance, they said it would be an anime-style uh, animation. And I thought that sounded awesome. And it's cool animation, but to me, it's not anime-style at all. And so I, I'm 
cautiously hopeful that they could start to lean towards something like that because I think that's a great medium for for Star Wars, but we'll see. Uh, so, but no, I'm glad you brought that up though because I forgot to mention that that Viz Media is involved with them. Uh, but so that, that was that uh, from the uh, High Republic uh, reveal trailer that we got, uh, which we were kind of talking about last week because the early stuff was starting to come out for our last episode. Um, but let's see what else do we have here. Uh, I, I wanted to mention that um, we do know the according to um, uh, reports, we know Lucasfilm's Kenobi series, what the working title for it is. I don't want to put too much of an emphasis on this because it's not like it really gives away anything about the series or anything like that at all. But it's just cool to know these things. We've uh, followed this from the movies so far. Uh, so anyway, the working title or slash code name or whatever for it is Pilgrim. So makes sense if you think about it. Again, not too much there, but just thought it was worthy of mentioning. Why does it make sense? Uh, because you have this lone soul religious uh like in a jedi way you know like like religious person who has taken it upon himself he has like like a mission in a way to like hermit like you could also do hermit but the same type of thing like the the hermit pilgrim kind of vibe goes together to me and like he might be yeah it's funny you thought of it that way Sorry, my dog is outside barking at cats. And it's can, you, can you even hear it? Uh, I think I did a little bit ago, but not recently. So, you say that, and I think of John Wayne. Oh, okay. Because John Wayne, like, whenever somebody does John Wayne, it's like, well, all right, Pilgrim. You know, he okay. always, there was, like, one thing where he called everybody Pilgrim. But then again, you know, I always assumed this would be a Western, but we kind of already have our Western. We did, um, or slash, we still do, really, with more Mandalorians coming. Um, I think, did we talk about Mandalorian the other day? I don't I, remember. I don't think we did. did. Is this what you expected? Did we talk about that? Or was I saying this to somebody else? Might have been saying it to Drew. Yeah, I don't think we talked about that. Did it, Is this anything, like, what we've gotten from Mandalorian, is it anything like what you expected? I I'd say so, kind of. Really? Kind of. Yeah. It's not any. It's not anything that I expected. That's a good thing. Like I thought it was going to be like a western of him going and getting bounties, and it's not that at all. It's 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 like him protecting a baby Yoda. It's like what? That's not what I expected. I mean, I I get that, yeah, but I did feel like there would be some sort of uh, connecting. A storyline throughout instead of just individual like bounties or whatever. Oh, sure, and, sure. And, well, and we knew because we talked about this a while ago when it was first leaked, like a long time ago, that it would be relating to the Mandalorian would take out it. We didn't know it was going to be Baby Yoda, but we knew that he was going to take out a hit, realized that the hit was a kid, and he ended up taking the kid and going on the run, and hence would start the series. Um, yeah, I didn't know that would be the central focus. I thought that might be a story arc. Just like something to to introduce the characters or something. Yeah, like like I honestly thought that if if it was eight episodes, let's say, that right? Maybe the first three is him, like then getting the baby to safety. You know what I mean, right? Instead of just keeping him the whole time, keeping him the whole time, and then going, guess what? Season two. Right. I mean, but that makes point, sense. At this point, he's more popular than Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is true for sure. Yeah, I think people would stop watching the show if Baby Yoda disappeared. It's it's actually kind of interesting. I wonder if like Baby Yoda took like a hiatus for a season, uh, how much the numbers would drop. Oh, I, yeah, I am curious about that. Well, I don't want to find out, but I'm curious. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of the Mandalorian, though, uh, it has been reported numerous uh or i'll say multiple people who would be involved with season two whether it's directing or writing or whatever including even ign recently came out with an article that was titled uh the mandalorian season two james mangled robert rodriguez to direct parts bryce dallas howard to return 
Uh, and actually, Ron Howard tweeted that, I'm assuming, uh, because, uh, at least in part, the last half about Bryce Dallas Howard returning as well. Uh, and James Mangold replied to that tweet. And he said, and I quote him, Hey, Ron, I am so pleased if it's true about Bryce directing another part of Mandalorian, but I can tell you it's not true about me. Not doing it, never discussed it, and I suggest fans should look at who's reporting this and make a note that these sites present conjecture as a fact. And Taika Waititi responded to him and said, Don't lie, James. Be proud of your Mangalador... I can't even say it. Mangaldorian Christmas special. So, Mangaldorian? That would be good. Yeah, James Mangaldorian Christmas special. Um, so... Uh, like, I don't think anyone's super surprised that there was a report that turned out to not be true, according to James Mangold. Um, but it, it just, it's just another reminder, you know, we're, we're so used to... Here's the thing. We're used to getting leaks about Star Wars that are true and correct, especially when you look at things like uh, Famous, making Star Wars famous for it. Jedi Paxis on Reddit, famous for it, especially relating to uh, Rise of Skywalker just now. He got a lot of that right. Um, so we're so used to taking reports and leaks as factual, you really have to remind yourself that most of the things aren't going to be unless it came from like one of those sources, for example. So, uh, you know, when you hear this sort of stuff, it might be possible, but this is just another reminder that's good to have occasionally that uh, not everything you hear on the internet is actually true. Not? No. Dang it. I, I know. Um, there was, oh, what was it? Uh, Wikipedia. I know there's yeah, Wikipedia, blah, blah, blah. Um, after the Olympics, I believe it was, when uh, Michael Phelps beat Chad Leclerc again after he came back out of retirement and still and won again. Um, if you went to Wikipedia to Chad Leclerc's page, it said something about, you know, born date, all that kind of stuff. And it had died the date of the uh, competition. And it said that he died because he was literally blown out of the water by the greatest American to live since Abraham Lincoln named Michael Phelps. I don't think that was actually true. <laughs> so, so the internet has some good stuff but it's not always true guys sorry what's your favorite what, what's your favorite fake thing to come from Star Wars leaks oh I think one of them was that was going to be in like you kind of cut out there what I think it was Christopher Walken was going to be in epi- was going to be in episode one. Nice. And it was reported like on it. by by Ada Cool News, and they're like, "I've seen the pictures." <laughs> Wait, let me see if I can find it real quick. That's pretty good. I, I will say one of my more recent favorite ones. This isn't an all time, but uh, recently I really enjoyed the "No, I do" leak. About the end of the Rise of Skywalker. Which one was that? Uh, that was when they said at the end of the um, movie, Rise of Skywalker, uh, when Rey was on Tatooine and the stranger came up and asked her who she was, all that. It was going to be Kylo who was talking oh, to her. Yeah, yeah. And then at the end, she says something about like, you know, I forget what she said, but but the reply Kylo said was, no, I do. And whatever she said, that reply made absolutely no sense. Like, that's not a sentence that you would say in reply to that. And it was just so awkward. Um, that, that was a pretty good one. So for recent leaks, that's one of my favorites. Okay. Okay. I don't have anything recent yet. Hold on. So let me do this. This was, uh, this was back in April of 2000. April 13, 2000. Okay. This is, this is um, any cool news. Christopher Walken is in Star Wars Episode 2. And it's like, hey folks, Harry here. I just got this confirmed. Christopher Walken has been cast in Star Wars Episode 2. It is not known how big or small his role is, what his character is. Only he's in the film. Expect the usual denials. All right. <laughs> okay. That was in, that was in, when is it? April. And then in July, who was at Moriarty, doubles down. This is, and this is cool though. 
<laughs> so he's like, hey, y'all, Morty, Moriarty here. I'm not going to make this long or complicated or fancy. I'm on my way out the door to the screen of X-Men, so all I have time to do is say, yes, it's true. Christopher Walken has been confirmed for Star Wars. An announcement should be up on the official site within days. The coolest part is that he's got a character name now, and he is... Who do you think he said he was? Darth Maul. <laughs> Darth Bane. Darth seen Bane. With, seen it with my own two, two eyes. Pretty effing cool. Talk to you soon. Nice. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, it's like... Not only did not only did they they announce it in, in April, they doubled down in July, and the dark pain. And I saw it. I do. That That's, is good. Is there any? Is there any? Uh, like I can understand how somebody could get the concept screwed up. You know what I mean? I guess. Well, because there's pictures. I think of who was it? Uh, not Ray Fines, but one of the other Fines. Um, like they painted him. As a Jedi, and it's in one of the concept books. And it's like, okay, I can see how if you're looking at that, or you got Leak going, oh my god, he's in this, but it's not. It was just concept art. But, but Christopher Walken is Darth Bane. I don't know. So, what is one of your favorite Super Shadow leaks? Oh, I don't even remember those. Those were just so ridiculous. <laughs> I don't really either. So, while before we talk to the next thing, because this is. This is good old memory lane stuff. I'm gonna look it up. For sure, I have some horrible ones, but but see, he's almost the same as uh, as Mike Zero. Well, yeah, you know, Mike Zero kept kept swearing up and down. Luke Skywalker is gonna pull Star Destroyer out of the sky, and you know, that ever happened. So, ah, here we go. A super shadow interview with George Lucas that he did. Interesting. And in this uh, interview, um, let's see. Uh, he asked George Lucas, how is Jar Jar being so popular if everyone hates him? All my friends hate him because they think he is annoying. How is he the most popular character if no one likes Jar Jar? And George Lucas replied, according to Super Shadow, I don't like to cast dispersions on the fans because I know you mean well. But what I have found is that 99% of the Jar Jar Binks haters are failures at life. In essence, these haters are taking out their frustrations at life on Jar Jar. I don't mean to be cruel, but we need to examine the facts. Jar Jar Binks receives more than 10 times the amount of mail at Lucasfilm than any other character. The most popular Star Wars collectibles are all Jar Jar related. Now, the failures at life who have no money, no women, and no future will spend all day on the internet talking about how they hate Jar Jar Binks. This is very sad. The Phantom Menace is one of the top five films of all time. Most of the success of the first prequel film is due to Jar Jar Binks. Just because your friend hates Jar Jar is irrelevant. If you would spend your time trying to be a winner at life instead of hating Jar Jar, you and your friends might actually accomplish something worthwhile in life. I don't think he was interviewing George Lucas. I think he was interviewing Donald Trump. Not gonna lie. <laughs> I mean, who reads that and thinks, yeah, that's George. Uh, nobody. <laughs> oh, that was fun. I, actually, I do remember reading that a long time ago. So that was fun to see again. I think all these are pretty. I think all these are pretty cool. I mean, it's fun, you know. I mean, especially if you know that they're fake. I mean, they're kind of frustrating at the time if you're looking for actual legit intel or whatever. But they're fun to to look back at now, like this. You know, it's memory lane. Super Shadow. Come on. Can I? Can you, you give me a second to my dog just walked in or something? Um, you know what? I'll I'll make it work. Miley, stop barking. Stop barking, please. I'm trying to podcast. <laughs> Seriously, that's just totally something rude and left. It's so mean. My dog just doesn't care. I mean, maybe maybe your dog just doesn't know how to properly express the care. I would like to have her on the podcast. She probably has some good, some good views. Probably, especially, especially, she might have a really good view about that um, 
the information about um, Palpatine in the Clone War. I mean, in uh, Rise of Skywalker. No, I think that's right. I think there would be a good opinion on that. Which uh, does anybody know what we're talking about? Should I explain that? Oh yeah, go for it. So, according uh, this is kind of a twofold story. According to the novelization of the Rise of Skywalker, they do confirm in there that Palpatine is in fact a clone of Palpatine that has been possessed by Palpatine's spirit, uh, which goes way back to what you and I were discussing with the early leaks about Palpatine kind of jumping ship around, blah, 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 blah. Um, so that was confirmed by the novelization. And more importantly, uh, Ian McDermott was at a convention recently and he talked about it. Um, and he said that that was like a deleted scene where he even says the line, and I'll try to put it in here if I can, um, where he says... A cloning thing, yes. Well, of course, there were all sorts of explanations for why I might return. Um, but it's interesting, there was, I think I can reveal something. At one point, the script had the line in, the, in that first scene with Adam, when he says, you're a clone. And I said in that original script, which is no longer with us, um, more than more than a clone, less than a man, which seemed to me to sum him up, really, because we knew that, well, the camera has already snaked past um, the clone tank, in which there are various versions of Snoke that you probably noticed. Spin it back and have a look. Well, you can't yet, can you? But you'll be able to um, once it's on Disney Plus, I think, um, <laughs> not too far distant future. Um, yes, yeah, so Snoke was a clone. I, I mean, I, I, he did. Palpatine was responsible for everything. He made everything in one way or another. Um, and that's, you know, talk about power early yeah. on. If you think back from, well, I'm sure you will, go back to watch them in the correct sequence, that's threaded throughout all of the movies, um, is this sense of evil. And, and in a sense, when everyone commits a bad act, it's because of this character's influence, um, either in public or pervasively in private or apparently. More than a clone, less than a man? More than a clone, less than a man. Yeah. You have to at least try, Tim. You can't. No, I, I actually, I can try. I've said before, I can I do. Can. Here. Uh, here, go. I, well, I haven't, I haven't warmed up. You gotta. You, I, I didn't warm up. It's, it's better true. Than going, more than a man, less than a clown. Give me it, Tim. Give it to me. Go. Um, more than a, a clone, less than a man. You are so evil. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I gotta, no, that's one of those things, like, I, I can do a half decent, maybe like a quarter decent emperor-ish, kind of, but... It's more than a We got. I gotta work out to it, though. It's, it's right, right? It's, it's so good. Go, Tim, go. No. Oh. More than a clone. Less than a man. <laughs> so uh he said that uh, especially more, oh look I, I'm, especially, I'm especially a loaf. <laughs> i'm not gonna do an impression of ian mcdermott doing the emperor especially if i am able to put in the audio i'm not gonna follow actual him actually saying that by trying to sound like like no if i'm gonna fool any or, <laughs> less than a case if I'm going to actually make anybody think it's remotely good, you have to do it when they didn't just hear him. Anyway. So, uh, yeah, so that happened. More than more than less. You know what I'm saying? More than less, less than more? More than less and less than more. Nice. Yes, that's exactly it. Now, say a line from a movie. So, like, uh, I don't know. Um, We're going to need a bigger boat. <laughs> I was going to say, like, you know, uh, every single Jedi, including your friend Obi-Wan Kenobi, is now an enemy of the Republic. Go. Every single Jedi, including your friend Obi-Wan Kenobi, is an enemy of the Republic. See, that's not that bad. That was pretty good. Well, it's not that bad. It's not that great, but... 
It's just, you know. <laughs> it's, it's more than bad, less than great. More, more than bad, less than good. <laughs> All right. Um, so we have that. Uh, what else do we have? That would have been cool, though. You know? And, and again, yeah. you know, one of the things that, that pops up for me is they should have just probably did Dark Empire. Okay. <laughs> I mean, there seems to be some inspiration from that. We'll put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's certainly, you know, You've got you've got Luke turning dark. You you could have still had Kylo turning dark, possibly. You could have fit a lot of that stuff in, or Ray turning dark. But you could certainly tweak the general outline of Dark Empire and have made it a pretty decent or interesting, uh, you know, trilogy. But that that's the that's the problem in that they jettisoned all that stuff, decided to come up with new things. Which again, I, I'm I'm. I'm generally pleased with what they did, but uh-huh. they complained that they had nothing to work with like Marvel. Well, Marvel doesn't just, you know, they take and they adapt. Right. You know, the Infinity War that we saw is, is you know, not the Infinity Gauntlet story I grew up with, but it's taken and it's adapted. Yeah. So I'm not sure why they say that there isn't anything that, whatever. So I think uh, the there were two other things we were going to mention. Uh, one of them, I, I know. Before I forget, I started to say this before, and then I forgot. You mentioned uh, about Matt Martin before with the story group, um, and I wanted to say I want to give a quick shout out to him because he's awesome. And in case anybody isn't familiar with him, he's fantastic. He used to work on the the social side for like Star Wars dot com, for example. Um, and eventually he's made his way into the story group. Uh, and he's great because I, I for, I've been able to meet and talk with him a couple times. He's you know wonderful to speak with in person. Um, but also before that, before I met him, uh, I did work with him a little bit on some behind-the-scenes stuff with projects I've done in the past with Star Wars things. Um, and he, he's just he's been absolutely great. He, he's been at, good with responding, um, working with me about the things I was doing. Uh, he's been very nice, very professional. I, I just... Uh, as far as my interactions with Lucasfilm, he's definitely at the top of the list of um, positive experiences I've had. So I do want to give a quick shout out to him for being awesome and uh, just an overall great guy. All right, got that in. So uh, the thing that we were going to talk about that also came from the novelization for The Rise of Skywalker. Um, I'm sorry if you are a Raylo, you might want to turn away because this might be triggering. So consider this a warning. I'm going to read now from the novelization for The Rise of Skywalker, okay? This is relating to the end of the movie, where, spoilers, Ben doesn't make it. So, I'm going to read here. She says, uh, she, about Ray, she was glad to see him, glad to be with him in this moment. It was the greatest gift she could have given him. His heart was full as Ray reached for his face, let her fingers linger against his cheek. That's a sentence I never thought I'd read. Um, and then, <laughs> and then, wonder of wonders. This is the point to pay attention. Uh, she leaned forward and kissed him, a kiss of gratitude, acknowledgement of their connection, celebration that they'd found each other at last. More than friends, less than lovers. <laughs> Yeah, it makes it seem like, I mean, if not makes it seem, it flat out says, a kiss of gratitude. But that's it, acknowledgement of their connection. Like, that's, that, I mean. Friends with benefits. (laughs) So, yes, that, that came from the novelization. I understand there are some people who are happy about it, and there are some people who are not happy about it. Uh, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to ask you, uh, where do you fall on that line? Me? Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> I, I think it works either way. I, you know, it doesn't, you've got the people, you've got the people who are like, since when is a kiss on the lips, uh, uh, not of love. It's like, dude, my, 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 uh, friend's mom, used to kiss me on the lips all the time. It was just, it was her culture. It's a thing uh, for them that, that, you know, she was from Latin America and, and they kissed on the lips. 
And I asked, he would ask my buddy, he goes, is that normal? He goes, yeah, it's my mom's, you know, relatives. They're all like that. So, yeah, for some people, it's, you know, it is what it is. I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I really never read too much into it because, like, if they really wanted to explore that as a romantic connection, I think they would have done more than what they did. Um, I, I don't know for sure if this is something that the novelist ran with or if it's what JJ said you got to do this or if it's a story group who said, like, I don't know where this comes from. Um, but I'm not terribly surprised. And honestly, I feel like the majority of people who watch the movie aren't going to know about this and might not really care. Uh, it's really just going to affect That's the true. people who follow it closely. That's true. It's the people that are really into it that are going to be bothered by it. Yeah. So, all right. There's uh, something worth mentioning, right? Of course. I thought so. I appreciate you for uh, acknowledging that and backing me up here. Yeah, I appreciate Good. you too. You know, we don't say that enough. I appreciate you as a person, as a co-host, as a friend, as a part of the Star Wars community, and as a Californian. Really? As a Californian? I'm just throwing it in there. I was like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> so, uh, it's your turn. That was, that was, I appreciate you as a East Coast Dean as a This is way too hard. I was done by now. Oh. Virginian? Is that right? Ish, possibly, maybe. Yes, no. Uh, 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 yeah. Wasn't that a movie, The Virginian? Probably. Sounds like it would be. Sounds like a Western. So uh, as, that's as all you got. Plastic trooper with no sh- with no good shot. You're you're not you're not uh, even on pedestal of uh, troopers with awards. You're like fifth. Well, hey, maybe I maybe I'm excellent with it. It could be. <laughs> so all right, well that was that was perfectly awkward. Thank you, I appreciate it. Um, we need what... to talk about Clone Wars. Well, I was going to say, I think that's the final thing, which is that we have the second episode of the final season of Clone Wars, um, which is the continuation of the story of Echo. So how did you feel about that? I liked it. Uh, you know, watching it, I watched it. I watched the previous versions before. Uh, Ron and I watched them at Celebration together, and I don't know if I've seen it since then, but a lot of the stuff I definitely don't remember. And certainly uh, the whole thing with Padme was added um, yes, to this one, which is amazing. It was really good watching them, you know, talk to each other. I really liked that part of it a lot. I did enjoy that, and I, I thought it was pretty great with the Obi Wan's response about uh, uh, Jilly's tough have Padme I said hi. Yeah, uh, that was good, uh, and I really, uh, I really liked how they're really sticking with the clone aspect of this so far. Like Anakin's in it, Obi Wan's in it, but it's really not them. Like this, the story is still a clone based story, which I think is really cool. Like between the Bad Batch and Rex and Echo and all that that's been going on, uh, I know it was a little bit of. Uh, I know some people who were a little disappointed with the way the episode ended only because they did not, they, they wanted a little bit more than that before they had to wait another week. Um, but at the same time, that's the entire point of having to wait a week is <laughs> to keep you wanting more for the next week. So I was fine with it, but uh, yeah, I guess that's the feedback I have. Um, still good. I, I, it still throws me off when I hear the um, music at the end for the end credits. Cause it's different from the, yeah. Like, like the, the, um, arrangement is slightly different, but it is different. I didn't even notice that. I'll have to listen to it now. Yeah, it throws me off a little bit when I hear it. So, uh, but in a good way because it just reminds me that it's new. Yeah, I'm curious. So, uh, all right, and then we know we still got a lot more to go because there's a bunch of the promos for it involve Ahsoka, and she hasn't even been in it yet, and she hasn't even been mentioned at all in it yet so uh who knows that might be episode three next but uh, at some point we have her to look forward to coming back as well nice. you know what you know what else you have to look forward to coming back 
us next week. Bingo! Good job. I don't know if I'm happy or sad that you caught on to my lame segue. Um, I did catch a lame segue. Well, segue slash wrap up, but yeah. Cool. Well, well good job. Back. Yeah, next week you can look <laughs> forward to it. <laughs> um, as always, thank you everybody for listening. I know Mark and I expressed our appreciation. Well, I expressed my appreciation for Mark, and Mark kind of did something. Um, but I do appreciate you all for listening as well. Thank you for doing that. As always, feel free to give us whatever feedback you have, good or bad. Although having said that, if it's bad, please keep it to yourself because I don't want to hear it. Um, but no, I, I take that back. If it's something for us to improve on, because I know that there are things that we can improve on, let us know. Um, as always, some of you are better than others too. I'm looking at you, Joby and Carl and Jesse and other listeners here at the top of the list. Um, uh, Drew, you're, you're up there. Uh, who else? Any, any fans you want to give a shout out? Fans, that's a strong word. Any listeners you want to give a strong uh, shout out to, Mark? No, all of them I love. Wow. If, I uh, give a shout, if I give a shout out to one, then I forget another. Yeah, way to make, make me look like a jerk. Sorry, there's probably somebody out there who's like, man, how come Tim didn't say cool to me? So I don't want to be. I've said among others. I don't know. It doesn't really count. No. Well, if you're thinking that, consider yourself in the among others, okay? That's a heart. That's a heartfelt others. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. All right. I think we're good. Uh, damage control. I'm just going to end the episode. All right. Okay. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>